Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once more to Beyond the Red Waste. My name is Erica, across from me is Bob, and we are going to discuss the latest episode of Game of Thrones, the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. I have a feeling it'll be titled something like, I, I don't know, we, 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 the sacking of King's Landing or something. Renegade stupid. for life. Okay. So, Bob and I, when we started this, we were, like, wrecked. We were very tired. It's been a long day. And we, like, just, we were like, okay, well, let's watch the episode. We'll record tomorrow. It'll be fine. And then we watched the episode. And, yeah. We had to have a conversation immediately. It's, you're making it sound like, you know, stuff happened in this episode that... Maybe you're not crazy about... Here's the thing. I, I think the thing that annoyed me the most... Well, there's a few things. <sighs> Take your time. I will. Thank you. Um, you set up Jamie Lannister on this is path for redemption. Would, would, you, would you agree with that? Yeah. And then in the end, you have him go back to King's Landing... To die with his his evil sister, with her her face in his hands, telling her that all that matters is us. What the fuck? Legitimately, what the fuck? And here's the thing: I don't expect. It's insane to expect that everything in a sh- in a thing that you like is going to play out exactly how you think it should play out. I'll say that at the top. However, when you set up narrative threads and themes and you don't follow through with them, mm-hmm. what the fuck have I been doing the last however long this show has been on? Yeah. Well, How do you have him go back just to die with her? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was dumb as shit. Uh, and, you know, it's like... If they ultimate, if they never want it to, to actually redeem him... Uh, I feel like there was... A, there's a lot of things they could have done differently. Oh, yeah. You know? You have to change the arc entirely. Mm-hmm. Like, I watch this, and then when I think back to when he's raping his sister atop the corpse of their dead son, it makes me think that, oh, maybe my reading of this, I, I, it just throws everything you know about the character into complete disarray. Yeah. Because it's just, and again, it, it's asinine to think that the way you want stuff to play out is the way shit's going to play out. But this isn't about... um. This isn't, you know, our gripe is not about, oh, this character didn't turn out to be the person we we wanted him to be. No. No, it's, you were, this is what you set it up to be. Yeah, you, like, the, the storytelling is not congruent with the result. And it, it, it really just, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and I think if you want to have him be, like, conflicted about, like, what's going to happen to Cersei. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, if there's a trial, you know, like... Here's the other thing. You've set Cersei up as your big bad throughout the entire show. 
Really? Mm-hmm. And that's the way she goes out? Right? That's weak as fuck. I'm sorry. And maybe that's that's kind like, of the point, you know? But it, it's just... Again, from like... And I don't know what I'm talking about, man. I mean, I'm just here spouting shit, you know, whatever. I, I don't have, like, mastery of story or anything like that. But you've built her up as the baddest bitch in fucking Westeros. And I don't... She doesn't even get, like, burned alive by, like, the dragon. There's no confrontation between... Final, like, confrontation between her and Daenerys. No. Like, you, you could have had a moment there where it's... it's And say Jamie still does the stupid shit. Where it's Jamie and Cersei, and we know Tyrion is like... Cause what did she say to him? You fuck up one more time, you're done. You could have had, like, some sort of public execution where Tyrion's begging for his sibling's life. Which also doesn't make any sense! It doesn't... With Jamie, it doesn't with Cersei. I mean, I get the whole it's his family, but your family has treated you like garbage your entire life. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Jamie. Mm-hmm. You killed your father. And maybe you're feeling some guilt over that. But really, Cersei? Right. The the It just... Their storyline was so mishandled. And I guarantee there will be some sort of reaction or some interview, and they'll say, "Well, if you do, if you only like paid attention to this little thing." No, no, no. no. You followed the books, and who knows what George is going to do? Who knows? Honestly, who knows? Maybe he's going to juke, and we're not going to get the Jamie redemption story. But it really feels like we're going that way, and just to like, well, maybe you know. The other thing is, I feel like if he jukes, he's going to do it. With purpose? Well, yeah. There's it's, like a reasoning behind it. Right. Not just... I mean, because if you go back, um, what was it, two seasons ago now? Um, at River Run? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, making that speech to um, Edmund Tully, and he's like, or whoever it was, um, and he's like... E- I, I will do literally anything f- uh, for Cersei. And it's like, okay, there's kind of that, you know, sinister. But then he goes back to King's Landing and abandons Cersei. Right. And well, it, and you have all the stuff with Brienne. Yeah. And in the books, and, and I mean, this is not a book discussion podcast. No. Um, but just for the sake of comparison. Comparison. You know, in the books, Cersei wants Jamie to fight for her in trial by combat, and he's just off fighting with Brienne. Um, well, doesn't he get the letter and he just burns it or something? Yeah, if memory serves. Right. So, I, you know, again, I, I don't know. We we don't know what George is going to do in the books. Um, I. I'm not mad that Jamie ended up being a complete scumbag. That is not what I'm annoyed by. I'm annoyed that the storytelling did not make sense with the character. Which is kind of this entire episode. Yes. Like, okay. I get Danny's pissed. But there's a difference between being pissed and doing everything that she's done up to this point. Right? 
and then just suddenly flipping a switch and going full Mad Queen. Why is she burning innocence? Because you can. Like, if you were going to do this this flip to the Mad Queen, you had to do it in more than just two. Like, that had to be like a seasons-long thing. Not like two episodes. Yeah, and I think I, like, I think people who will defend it are going to say, oh, well, it was the, again, it was like these subtle little things throughout. You saw these flickers of it throughout time. And then she burned those two guys, the the Tarleys, and, um, you know, and, and then at the beginning of the episode, she the burned thing, Varys. Though, with and, the Tarleys, and, well, the Varys, I mean, I thought that was stupid too, but... Um, there's you can see there's reasoning there, right? It's like these like even with the Golden Company, like what a fucking waste of time. Um, they they're shooting them as if I'm supposed to like sympathize with with this this company of mercenaries. Yeah, and it's like I don't know anything about them. I know they're fighting for the Lannisters, who have been the big bads this entire show. So why are you doing like the big sweeping shots and people like screaming? As they're, like, burning, like, to death. Like, I can understand you showing me that uh, with the citizens of King's Landing. But I don't give a fuck about this Golden Company. Why do I care about them? Yeah. Or even the head dude. It was just like, okay, whatever. The fuck are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, let's face it. They're just a bunch of mercenaries who the hell really cares. Um... Well, and I feel like if this had been earlier seasons, there would have been stuff with them. Yes. You know, and it just feels like everything, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, everything is so rushed that it's just, there's, people are just doing things for the sake of doing things. I've got a name for you. Lay it at me. You're on Greyjoy. What a gross waste of time. What a gross waste of everyone's time. Right? Like. There was no point to that. None at all. What what would have changed if that scene didn't happen? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They still would have been caught in the room. Uh-huh. Yep. And... All right, we made the- a point to be like, oh, Jamie's bleeding, but... And it's like, okay, you got ganked in the stomach twice, and you ganked him once in the stomach, and he, he died. Like, you don't even have narrative consistency in your own scene. Right. In uh, you're on Greyjoy, I'm I, I I actually the show makes me look forward to the books because I feel like the George is gonna make him so much more interesting. He already is in the books. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah, he is. He's an interesting character in the book, and you get a little bit more. And, and here's the thing: with books, you're always gonna have more time to breathe, more time to yes. do this shit. But but that's the part of adaptation that's so important. Is like. If you have to recognize when I'm not going to be able to do this justice, maybe just leave it out. Right. You know? Right. That's fair. That's a fair point. And I, I feel like they did a very good job adapting. Up, up until, until the books ended. About season four. And then they were like lost. Yeah. They were completely lost. Well, I've said. Well, you, you have to just make a decision. It's like, are you going to follow what he was doing and then kind of be like, okay, well, now we don't know. It just it just felt like well, no decisions were ever made. These guys, well, they they there was that 
like season and a half of just dragging their feet. Wheel spin, right. Hoping to God George would finish the book. And, well, we all know how well that went. And then it, it, it was just... Well, what was it, season seven, where we just put the foot on, like, the on the accelerator and we were just going? We went to ludicrous speed. Yes. Um, We prepared the zoo and we went to ludicrous speed. I like how pleased you are about your Spaceballs reference. I like Spaceballs. It's a great movie. <laughs> um... But yeah, you know, and and the the show has suffered ever since for it. Uh, Well, the the show started suffering when they slowed down. Yes. And it never really recovered. Really drag-shooted and just like, what are we doing, guys? Yeah. And then they've had a couple couple of good episodes since then. There's even been good episodes this season that we enjoyed. I'm yeah. not going to act like there haven't been... Oh, episode been... two of this season was great. I really enjoyed it. You get some of those character moments. I mean, there's stuff even in this episode that I enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in the grand scheme, I thought this episode was a hot steaming pile of garbage. Mm-hmm. Just because it, it's just... The only one acting like remotely in character, I would say, was like John. Right. John hears the bell. Seize the bell. Thank God. We're good. We're done. Right. We're good. Great. They start dropping their swords. I think you could even argue maybe Tyrion was acting in character as well. I I don't get... I understand wanting to save Jaime. I I do understand that. I don't understand wanting to save Cersei. I don't. I just don't understand it. After everything that she has done and everything you've seen from her... I mean, and maybe he cares more about the kid that I'm know. still not 100% convinced actually existed. I mean, obviously it did because they wouldn't be referencing it when they died, but... I mean, I think the only thing that could be is that he he knows if he appeals to saving Cersei, that might help motivate Jamie. To not do something stupid. But even that's just, it's just so like. But yeah, it's a stretch, right? Yeah. Like, that's a real stretch. Um. Then, you know, it's implied um, Tyrion gets uh, Sir Davos to shuffle Jamie out. Right. Um, but that's not, exp- it's, it's not shown. Right. Which is weird for this show. Or they just got Davos to give him the key. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that was weird. Um, so let's... Uh, actually, I want to jump back to the beginning of the episode and talk about Varys. Sure. For a moment. Um, uh, you know, it definitely seems like something else was going on that keyed in uh Tyrion to tell Danny what happened. What do you mean? What what well, else why, do you think was going on? Well, I don't know what else ha- you know what 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 pushed Tyrion to go to Danny? I think the conversation that Varys had with John on the beach and Tyrion saw that. I think he figured John was going to say something to Danny. And Tyrion's like, "Well, I'm the hand. I saw this. I need to say something first. 
Mm, I guess that's fair. That was a weird scene. Tyrion was like up on a cliff. I don't know. I mean, let it not be said that there's some very pretty shots in this episode. Oh, yes. When Danny's sitting in front of the fireplace and, like, John comes into the room. I mean, there's, there's some gorgeous shots, but... I, it's just the Danny in this episode is not the Danny of this series that we've seen. No. At all. Can't, um, so, you know, usually in... Um, not to just jump abruptly. Nah, let's just do it. It doesn't matter. But that's the show. Um But uh so usually, you know, as you face an enemy, you get to learn their tactics and um understand how to defend uh against oh. them. Oh, here we go. Okay. And um you know, usually throughout the course of a war, you know, you figure that out. Um sometimes a bastard. Sometimes I read your book. Sometimes um, you see a tactic once, and then suddenly you know how to fly around these bolting arrows. Um, perfect. You know what, Bob? It sounds like you're asking for narrative consistency. <laughs> and in the Team Puma Knife family of podcasts, if you if you read Oof, I wrote that. Listen to if I wrote that. Excuse me. That's not something that we endorse on uh, this this network. So <laughs> cross brand synergy. Um, yeah. Like what the fuck? Well, they, like suddenly it's fine, right? Like suddenly she's cool. Not, it's totally like, fine. Not only and I mean I guess you could argue she's not being ambushed. She like is coming in. She knows what she's doing. She's. I guess using the sun? Question mark. I, I kind of got the. They feeling. had like a billion of those scorpion things, mm-hmm. and in the last episode, was it the last episode? Whatever. I believe it was yet yeah, last episode. Yes. I mean, they had those bolts flying through the air so that they would block out the sun. Arrows <laughs> will blot out the sun. Then we shall fight in the shade," <laughs> said shirtless young Michael Fassbender. Um, oh, that fucking movie! But man. it seemed like in in this episode they could only fire like one a minute. Uh, it, like it, it again, narrative consistency. You're looking for narrative consistency where there no longer is any, Bob. Well, in. Euron survives that. Come on. And, and to that. Why point, does that scene matter so much to them that they that they have him survive that? I really don't understand because you really didn't need it at all. I guess they thought they needed to have him do something. Oh, we even though we're completely deciding the pace of this episode. Um, the whole we, point. We of need it, to slow Jamie down. The whole point of it was to have Euron have something to do. That was literally the only point of it. Right. That was it. Because there was nothing for him... There hasn't been anything for him to do except for fuck Cersei. That's yep. That's literally it. Yep. Um, I We should... Uh, we really should recut this episode. And uh, when... S- uh, Danny uh, comes in to... And just destroys the Iron Fleet. Just start playing John Cena's music. 
Now, you know, I think the Roman Reigns theme would really go better with that. <laughs> if I if I had to to make a, a, a decision on it. I mean, we we have video editing capabilities, Bob. We can we can do this. What are some We can be the change we want to see the, in the world. What are some of the 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 biggest heel turns in WWE history? Uh, the one that pops to mind immediately is the double turn when they did, uh, they turned Bret Hart heel and Stone Cold face back at, fuck, was that WrestleMania 12? That's that, it's not even the main event, but it's the one where Bret's got Stone Cold in the, uh, uh, sharpshooter. Stone Cold has the, like, mask of the Red Death going, and he keeps kind of trying to force himself out of the sharpshooter, so blood is just, like, pouring down his fucking face. And he passes out in the sharpshooter. He never gives up. And that was, that's really what kind of, one of the things that, you know, shot him up to faced him. And that's when Brett kind of turned. So that's, that what, pops, that's what they were attempting to do in that, this episode. That pops into my mind. I, like. But you, you were never going to sympathize with Cersei. Not after everything that she's done. Never. Because she's never been repentant about it. She's always been like, yeah, that's right, bitch. What? I blew up the sept. Suck on my dick. How's that? Mm-hmm. Right? She doesn't care. Nope. And we loved her for it. Yeah. So then when you have her in these, like, tender scenes with Jamie, it's just like, what is going on? I, you know, cowardly heel is a great shtick. Unless it's used to death, as it is in certain wrestling companies. So yes, um, when you have a badass baller heel, mm-hmm. queen they, bitch of the universe, yes. she should go out. Yeah, like the baller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have liked it more if she like stayed at her little like place where she was watching, and jokered it. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come to me. Let's go. Come on. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, and then I like how Quiburn got murked like a fucking chump too. Oh, that was cr- that hope, was my favorite part of the episode. I hope like at some points he's on my team, but I don't think I'm going to. It's not a very memorable death. I'll always remember it. I know you will. You're gonna get good points for that. <laughs> the one thing I probably will get good points for is Clegane Ball. Oh, Clegane Ball. I don't know that it was everything that I hoped it would be. But there was no way it ever would be. No, I mean, it was just so... And they they tried to, like, epic it up, like, just a little bit too much. Because mm-hmm. it's something that the fans, like, love and, like, wanted, right? Yeah. So I think that's the problem with this season. Because it, it kind of jerks wildly between, like, fan servicey and then, like, what the fuck are we even doing? Mm-hmm. And it's like you kind of have to pick pick a lane. Right. You're either going to give me Pacific Rim 3, where it's the lovely romantic comedy that I want, where Herman takes Newt out and they get him recovered and they have a lovely life together. And it's the fan service that my stupid fangirl heart wants with all of my soul. Or you just do Uprising again. <laughs> Is that an apt metaphor? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's pick a lane. You got to do one. So, one thing. Um, 
And I will say, I mean, I wasn't like, oh, fuck, click Game Ball, this fucking sucks. Like, it was, it was fine in the moment. It's one of those things, and I think it's just the nature of, of like the the style of combat that they're doing. It's like one on one between two brutes with swords. Mm-hmm. How long could you make this go? I mean, if you're George Lucas, like twenty minutes. Yeah, but George Lucas always had lightsabers and the Force. Dun 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 dun. So. Dun, dun. There's that. I was thinking to the battle on Mustafar. That just kept fucking going. going. Um, um, and, uh, but, you know, it, it was fine. I thought the... the and way- I, I, I knew they were both going to die. I knew that he wasn't making it out. As much as I... Again, as much as I wanted the Hound to live his wonderful life, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. You know, the mutually assured destruction. I enjoyed the shouting of just fucking die. That was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, though I would argue we've been using zombie rules with, uh, uh, Sir Gregor. You stabbed him in the head. That should have been it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, I will be very interested to hear what other people thought of Clegane Bowl. Yes. Uh, one character, um, who I thought actually made the arc correctly even though a lot of it didn't make sense was Arya. Are you suggesting that Dream Horse didn't make any sense? <laughs> she went all Tony Soprano up on us in there. <laughs> Dreaming about white horses now for some reason. She's a Blade Runner. <gasps> it wasn't a unicorn, Bob. Shh. <laughs> It would be amazing if Game of Thrones just randomly introduced unicorns in the second to last episode. <laughs> like, oh, and there's unicorns. Hey, if you're going to go so stupid. Why not? Just go all the Why way. Not? You know what? Throw a Jaeger in there for me, too. Why not? Jaeger v. Dragon. I'd watch the shit out of that. Fuck. <laughs> um, no, the last... Th- that's... The the last episode... Uh, episode. Episode should be, you know... uh. A, a portal opening to another dimension. And all the Avengers come out. Um, and John steps through, and suddenly he's part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I can get into that. It would make about as much sense as anything else does. <laughs> um, but Arya, you know, it was it was interesting um, that the Hound, you know, was able to convince her to go. I also think, though, I, I liked that scene because he does have a soft spot for the Stark girls mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I do think it's kind of like, okay, why are we having this scene now? Right. That Yeah, that's kind of where I feel, too. You know, because it was a good scene where it's just like, this is, this is what fucking happens when your life is just like run by revenge. Yeah. You don't want that. It's not great. Yeah. You know? So, great, fine. And then we have, like, these scenes of her just getting, like, brutalized as she's trying to get out of King's Landing. Yep. And again, I I have to ask, what is the point of these? Mm-hmm. Like, why did this episode... Why was this episode 90 minutes? What was the purpose of that? 
Hey, I, 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 fuck if I know. Yeah, it's just kind of like, what? Why? Please explain. Um, yeah. I, I, I would say this season, this season would have been a lot better had they taken had they made it seven episodes and had another narrative focused episode i think it should have been 10 episodes you had enough yeah. here for 10 episodes just like you last season you had enough for 10 episodes right and you're sitting and i know they're sitting there saying oh the cg budget and this that no and the they other. just i think they just want to be done i think they're very ready to be finished with it yeah um so I still don't think, I mean, I don't know that Danny ever actually sits on the Iron Throne, if it even exists anymore, because she laid waste to the Red Keep. I was shocked. Shocked. We did not get an episode of the throne room with the ash falling. You mean that's that scene? Yeah. We might next episode. We might. Because I still maintain nobody's going to sit on the Iron Throne. King's Landing is a fucking loss at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's completely destroyed. Um, I did appreciate the the caches of wildfire around the city going off. Yeah, that was a nice little touch. Well, and that's the other thing about Arya, right? And I, who knows what's going to happen next episode, but they show her in the preview, and it looks like she's given murder eyes at, at Danny. So it's like... Because Danny is dying next episode. That's just Danny is going to die. That's she's not sitting on the Iron Throne. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. So is it John that offs her, or is it Arya? Because to me, if it's Arya, it's just like, and, and I don't want to judge the show for something it hasn't done yet. But if they do do that, it's like her entire arc, or even just what you did in this episode, is undone. Because it's like revenge is not. Don't live for revenge. Mm-hmm. Also, it, it appears that Arya is fireproof, which is pretty cool. Yes. So good for her. That's pretty rad. Maybe she's a Targaryen. That's pretty neat. So it looks like we're down to one person on her list. Who we got? Ilan Payne. Well, we won't get anything with that. I think that actor ended up having cancer and had to drop off the show. Hmm. So, he was the executioner, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, everyone else is now... Hella dead. I'm assuming Thoros is dead. Yeah, he died, didn't he? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he got eaten by the polar bear last season, didn't he? Beyond the wall? Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Yeah, I just... (sighs) I don't understand how you have Danny lay waste to the city like that. Like, as soon as she, like, like she's got the murder face on, and she's just... Murder face, murder face, murder face. <laughs> and she just starts laying waste to these, these citizens. It's like... And I get her whole... She had her whole, you know, well, I'll rule through fear speech, because no one loves me over here. And it's... it's I, I don't know. I really, I just, it, it just did not, 
if you're going to do that turn with the character, it has to be over the course. So it can't just be like, oh, a day went by and, oh, all right, I, I guess I'm evil now. Especially after everything she's already been through. Right. You know, it just doesn't line up with the rest of the character's experience. And I... I mean, I I totally see Danny going he- full heel. I just think it... She has already. Well, yeah, but I think... Oh, it, I, I see what you mean. I see yeah, you mean. I, I mean, in the show, dropped hints to that all throughout. But it is a little... It's just jarring to see it happen with a snap. There may have been, like, little hints, but she always pulled back. I think... Well, she pulled back, but, you know, I can see the the argument that she's pushed over the edge. And, you know, she's done listening to people telling her to pull back. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed a little jarring. Yeah, it did. It just, it really bothered me. The killing of the innocents really bothered me. Because it didn't, it doesn't seem in line with her character at all. Mm-hmm. You know? And you knew what was going to happen because of the speeches she gave at the beginning of the episode. She's just kind of done with it all. But I, it just didn't, it didn't jive with the Danny that I've seen throughout the entire show. So, that's just me. Oh, we've been saying for many seasons on this show that Danny was not fit to sit the Iron Throne. Well, I never thought that she would. I always thought it would be someone else. But, I mean, who... who uh, again, my theory is that no one sits on it. I don't think John's going to take it. I think after what he saw, even with the Northmen, you know, during the sacking of the city, he's just like, uh, fuck all of this. You know? So I don't know if he goes back north or if he's just kind of like, hey, Tormund, you keeping my uh, dog warm for me? <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. But, yeah, just... This was kind of all where they were always going to go, I guess, but very disappointing. It, just poor execution. Yeah. I'm very interested to talk to Sheila, especially, because she's a very big... A proponent of the uh, Jamie redemption, so I, I have a feeling she's going to be rather, rather pissed. I'm actually surprised I haven't gotten any text messages. Yeah, it's. I mean, and we, we you, you know, this this is a this is a just prime example of a show being killed by poor narrative consistency. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and it's such a shame because the beginning of the series was so good. First season of Game of Thrones is right up there. Mm-hmm. And it is hard to maintain that level of excellence through an entire show. And I, I guess we really should not be surprised by this. I mean, the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones have been really weak. Um, it's really been downhill since the Red Wedding, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so to really have any expectations is kind of crap. Um, you can't help it, though. No, you can't help it. And I mean, the the truth is, they you know we wanted this to be good. 
you know, we it's a story we enjoy, and it just sucks that um, they they just screwed the pooch as bad as they did. Um, and what's really unfortunate is that this is not something. Uh, as long as everyone watched and HBO got their numbers, you, they're not necessarily going to learn from this at all. I I mean I don't know the, I don't know what HBO's kind of history is with listening to like fan feedback. I do think you look at like stuff from these creators and writers though the what is it Benioff and Weiss or whatever the fuck their names are, and it's like okay. You know, well, didn't they want to do that um, Confederate? Yeah, yeah. Uh no. Uh, well, it's like, uh, can we read the room? Maybe. How about that? They did do a great episode of It's Always Sunny, though. Which one? Uh, Flowers for Charlie. Oh. They brought Burn in for that one too. Furthering the Newman Cinematic Universe. And he needs. I, these guys, I they're not. You can say they are good at adapting. They are very good at adapting, and that is that is their wheelhouse, and that's where they should remain. And well, maybe if because I mean, you had nothing left to adapt. Yeah, no, and and you know, in their defense, that's a shitty position to be in, right? Um, but I I would. I don't think I would ever tune into a show that they were doing that was original content based on what I've seen. Oh, based on the last couple seasons and then based on, oh, hey, we want to do a show called Confederate. Like, now. It's kind of like... Uh... I don't know. Uh... Um... I don't know. Maybe that's unfair to say, but... I don't know. I, I still go back to... Uh, my problem isn't the concept of the show. I think, you know, you it's more or less the same concept as Man in a High Castle. But I will say, in the, in the hands of that crew is what I have a problem with. Well, that's the concern, right? Because you've seen how they've handled, you know... This show and some of the oh right because you don't want to just be like you know horrible like just seeing uh, black people getting brutalized constantly. Well, that's what would happen if the Confederates had won. Yeah, okay. we know, we Here's get it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I've said this also many many times in relation to this show. Shows like Vikings. Uh, Alex has brought it up in regards to Outlander many times. I get that it was like a rough time period. I got that. You've established that. So how about let's not be lazy and let's try and show that in a different way. Right. Nah. Rape every episode. (laughs) Well, and that's another thing that's kind of a bummer with all of this. And I I think we talked about this a little bit uh, last episode. Or maybe I'm just remembering conversations I've had throughout the week. But... You had these two badass ladies, and we still don't know what's going to happen with Danny. I mean, I think she's hella dead next episode, but, and it, it it's like, oh, well, neither of them are, are good enough. It's got to be a dude. 
And that just annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. Queen Sansa. Well, and then one thing that we didn't really address last time because we were pretty like wrecked afterward was, um, and maybe it wasn't even last. No, yeah, last episode was the episode after the long night, right? Yeah, yeah, where you had Sansa being like, "Oh, well, you know," when she was talking with the Hound about, uh, "Well, the shit with Littlefinger, Ramsay, that made me who I am," and it's like. I mean, fine. But I, I don't need Santa being like, yeah. yeah. There's all this violence against me made me who I am, and good good on you for it. You know, it's... It, it just, they feel so tone deaf with some of the characters that they just don't really fucking get it. You know? And it's disappointing and annoying, and it just, it, it is what it is at this point. Yep. So, and like, you know, then just going back around to it, like, I, you know, these guys, they have their strengths, um, mm-hmm. and uh, when they play to them, they make very good television. Um, For and, sure. And For sure. Uh, I would encourage HBO or anyone else that wants to work with them in the future to, you know, make sure that they're put in a position to do that, you yeah. know, so. You know what I was kind of intrigued by, with, despite my better judgments, was that preview for the Watchmen series. Because in general, anything to do with the Watchmen that is not the graphic novel, I'm kind of like, Meh. I'm good, thank you. I- I'm curious as to what the timeline is of this, if we're post-movie, if where we're at, or post-graphic novel, like what, what the deal is there. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. No idea. Yeah. I'm also kind of here for the uh, His Dark Materials series. And not only because Lynn is in that piece. I do uh, love those I books. do. I do want to watch um, the Chernobyl series. Uh, I know people who have started watching that and they said it's solid. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, good. I'll, I'll have to... Once we're done with Game of Thrones, I'll hit that up. What is that thing? I think it's a centipede. It's large and it's terrifying, though. So what we're going to do is I'm going to stare at it while I, I do the sign-off because I'm kind of terrified here. Uh, thank you, as always, for watching, folks. Uh, jump on the uh, Team Puma Knife website. Go check out our other podcasts. This one, obviously, is coming to a close. We've only got the one episode left. Uh, and then maybe some uh, kind of recaps. I've got some people I'd like to pull on the show to... Um, to chat with them, see what they thought of it, you know, overall thoughts, feelings about it. Sheila, especially, we've been chatting about this for a while. Um, there's a few other folks I'd like to pull on to, just to see. Um, so, well, yeah. Well, and I think, uh, I think this show would be really good. I, I don't think we're going to go, we're not going to go back and rewatch the whole thing. Every time we've said we're going to do that. Not anytime not soon. Because there's I, a lot, there's a game of, it's, it can be a lot. But it would be cool, like, like you said, especially with Sheila, to sit down, take a look at the season syna- uh, synopses. And, and just have a, like a, a conversation about the series as a whole. Yeah. Because uh, there's two conversations to have. There's the fan reaction. There's also, I think, a lo- uh, 
it'd be great to do an episode that's just analysis of the storytelling. You mm-hmm. know, um, so analysis. It's been bad this season. <sighs> I've appreciated the fan service. I really have. Thank you. But, eh. Yeah. Um, but it's getting late, so uh, we'll talk to you guys next week uh, for the final episode of uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, have yourselves a lovely evening, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>